When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, Bruce, I don't know what you have been doing in the last week, but for me, the most thrilling thing, I think, was watching the Perseverance rover land on Mars live uh, just a couple of days ago as we're recording this. What a thrilling new chapter in space exploration in the real world. It is. I mean, I started off at Penn State studying aerospace engineering because I wanted to work at NASA. And... Uh, that just didn't fit for me. It was just, you know, not my thing. So I switched to broadcasting. Woohoo. Yeah, those kind of things excite me. It's really great to see something like this. I mean, I was alive when we landed on the moon, when, you know, man landed on the moon, but I was only like two years old. So I don't remember anything. For all I know, I wasn't even up when it happened. I could have been napping or in <laughs> bed. But yeah, I can't help. And it, this is so bad in some ways to me, but I can't help when I see stuff like that. I think of Star Trek. I'm like, oh, our next step. That's that's the next step to getting to Star Trek. You know, it's like landing on Mars. Okay, well, you know, we'll soon be building starships there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. It, it's that. That's what pops into my head as well, for sure. Is building this foundation to the world that we see in Star Trek, and you know, we know the future won't look exactly like that. But there's those of us who are Star Trek fans who are dreamers that you know, think maybe our future will look something like that. And uh, I was really interested in learning that one of the key voices behind the whole Perseverance landing, if you watched it live, uh, you would have seen her and heard her on this broadcast, Dr. Swati Mohan, who uh, immigrated to the U.S. from India at the age of one, and she was apparently inspired by Star Trek at the age of nine. I find that very specific. At the age of nine, she was inspired by Star Trek. Uh, but then from there, she earned a Bachelor of Science from Cornell in Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering and a Master's of Science and a PhD from MIT in Aeronautics. And this is all thanks to a tweet by Paul Rogers that uh, that we've learned this. And I thought this was pretty cool. I shared it in the, the Positively Trek discussion group. It's another way showing how Star Trek has this positive influence and can inspire people in the real world to make great strides towards something that might possibly look like that future. Yeah, I mean, my story is a little different from hers because at age nine, I was inspired by Star Wars. I mean, I was nine <laughs> when that movie came out in 77. And, you know, I that's why I wanted to work in NASA. I wanted to work in the space program because that movie inspired me to want to work at NASA. And just like her, which to me, Star Trek is more 
inspirational about space exploration than Star Wars is. But, you know, she did a better job at it. She stuck with it than <laughs> which I didn't do. Finding out that people are inspired by something so simple as a TV show like that, it's very humbling. You know, it's like, you know, this thing that we talk about, it's not just a fun thing to talk about. It actually has impacts on people's lives in positive ways. Yeah, definitely. And to see that kind of borne out in the real world in, in a real life example such as this, I think is so cool. Well, I should probably introduce us for those of you who are listening to this show for the first time. This is Positively Trek. I'm Dan Gunther and with me as he is every week is Bruce Gibson. And we're here to bring you all the news and positive information and stuff like that from the Star Trek universe, as well as uh, discuss some of the current goings on and what's hot and big in the Star Trek universe at the moment. Well, on today's show, we are going to be covering uh, some basic news stories that have come out from the last little while. And I also want to spend some time talking about this Viacom CBS streaming event that's coming up on February 24th. And I don't know if any of you saw the Disney <laughs> Investors Day event from a few weeks ago. I don't think it's going to be that big. Definitely not on that scale. But I think there's still some interesting things that we want to talk about with regards to that. So uh, we'll get to that a little later in the show. Before that, like I say, we have a few news items that we want to cover. So first of all, uh, one of our listeners, Clint Philip DeSada, sent us an article all about the difference between Paramount Plus and CBS All Access. And for those of you who don't know, CBS All Access will be changing over into Paramount Plus in early March. And this article is interesting. It kind of outlines a bunch of differences between the two services and what you can expect when Paramount Plus launches. Now, there's a lot of information here. I'm going to put a link to that in the show notes. You can check out all the little minutiae and stuff. My biggest takeaway, and I don't know about you, Bruce, my, the part of this that jumped out at me that I'm really excited about is under the section, it says, what original shows will Paramount Plus have? And on the first bullet, it says the three new Star Trek series, Strange New Worlds and Section 31, and an animated show for children, Prodigy. So... We know Prodigy is on Nickelodeon, but apparently, according to this article, and it should be said, this article doesn't come from CBS. It's uh, it's a listing based on the CBS official listing and various media reports. So there's some wiggle room as far as accuracy goes here. But what this seems to be saying is Prodigy will be on Paramount Plus when it comes out. Is that correct? I should say when Prodigy comes out, not when Paramount Plus comes out. It's not going to be like in March, we're going to get Prodigy. Right. I I don't know. I mean, I would love to think that Prodigy is coming to Paramount+. Plus. I just can't get too excited about this because I don't know where this information is coming. He says it's according to the CBS official listing. I click on that link that he puts in here and it takes you to the help screen of CBS.com, which is in CBS All Access. And I see things mentioned here, but I'm not seeing anything about Prodigy. I see Discovery is mentioned, but I don't see where he's getting a list of all these shows. And it's not just the Star Trek stuff, but he's got a lot of shows listed here. Some that look familiar to me that are reboots of things and others I've never heard of. I think this is probably valid, at least his list, but I still have to question about the Star Trek stuff. But to your point. 
with Prodigy. We know it's coming to Nickelodeon. We know it's coming to the cable network. It could show up on Paramount Plus, but like you were saying, is it going to show up right away? It could be that comes on Nickelodeon, the cable network, and then a few months later it shows up on Paramount Plus. Yeah, and I I think I got pretty excited when I saw it on this list here and then kind of took a step back and realized, well, this isn't, you know, this article isn't put out by CBS. This is someone else inferring a bunch of stuff. So I don't know. It's just the first indication I've seen that Prodigy would be on Paramount Plus. So it got me excited for sure. But I mean, the real news is the SpongeBob movie Sponge on the Run is going to be on Paramount Plus. That's pretty huge. (laughs) Yeah. And then a prequel series, Camp Coral, SpongeBob's Underyears. (laughs) <laughs> so i i don't know i i think this may be true i mean i think we're going to see prodigy on paramount plus i think the question is do we see it when it immediately premieres or does it show up later i don't even really know why i'm personally getting so i was just gonna ask because you. <laughs> yeah I, I mean i'm not going to be watching it on paramount plus i'm up here in canada and there's still a big question as to how I'm going to see Prodigy necessarily. Like Nickelodeon is available through cable providers in Canada through certain packages, but will it also maybe show up on the Crave streaming service or maybe even CTV sci-fi? So yeah, I have no idea how I'm going to ultimately be watching this show. Well, didn't CBS All Access launch a service in Canada like a year or two ago, but it doesn't have Discovery and Picard on it. It's not the U.S. version, it's the Canadian version. I mean, there's always a possibility it could end up there. I mean, if that's the case, I would totally be willing to subscribe to a different streaming service for that. I'm a cord cutter, so I don't have currently any kind of cable hookup. So I would definitely prefer it be on a streaming service. And if it was on the Canadian version of CBS All Access or Paramount Plus at the time, possibly, I'd be definitely open to that. Now, if it was exclusively on Nickelodeon, you're just going to go to your parents' house and watch it. (laughs) That might be the solution. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at, I I can't see myself getting cable just for one channel, even if I were able to just pay for one channel. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll have to see how that all shakes out. Yeah, I don't know. It's, It's tough, you know, because now we have all these different services out there and all these shows are being spread out between different services and you have to pay for this to see this and pay for that to see this and that and whatever. It gets to be much, you know. I remember, because I work, you know, in the industry and especially... I've worked at cable companies and people used to say to me like, oh, I wish I could just pick and choose the channels and just pay for those. Well, knowing how much we were paying for each channel, which most of the time wasn't a lot of money, but it adds up. And, you know, if those services didn't have 100% distribution on our cable lineup, they would charge us more if people could just individually subscribe to it. And I used to say to people, you know, they'd say, well, I only watch maybe seven channels on my lineup. If I could just pay for those. And I thought, yeah, but if we did that, those networks would probably charge us more. So those seven channels would probably cost you as much as you're paying now for the full load of hundreds of channels. And that's what's now where that situation online with these services. They're kind of a la carte services. Yeah, you can get your Netflix, you can get your Amazon Prime, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus. You start adding them up and everybody's going to start at some point complaining, well, I'm paying just as much for those as I was for cable. I've already seen those complaints too. <laughs> like that's that's happening for sure. The difference though is you you can control it. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, in, in some ways, it's kind of almost the same situation. Like I have personally Netflix, Prime, Crave, and Disney+. Plus. 99% of the stuff on those services, I'm not watching. You know, I'm, I'm watching for particular shows and that kind of thing. It's you could kind of draw a parallel there. Like, yeah, I'm paying a bunch for all of these services and I'm only watching a small part of it. So, you know, when will people start complaining like, well, I subscribe to all these these streaming services, but I only watch these particular shows. So so I should just be able to pay for just those shows. <laughs> well, and that's where I'm saying you can control it, because even if somebody feels that way, you can subscribe to the service for a month or two, watch binge watch all those shows you know, maybe wait till after all the episodes come out and then cancel it and move on to another service and watch all those shows. That's absolutely true. Yeah, that's a really good point for sure. So my wife and I have already done that with one service because there's a certain show she likes on a service. I'm not going to mention it. Well, it doesn't matter. Stars. She watched Outlander and then when it was over, we canceled Stars until we get another season. Nice. Yeah, I've I've been thinking of doing that with Crave because... As we know right now, there's no Star Trek on television. I could cancel Crave because I'm all caught up on on Star Trek. The thing is, there's one other show on Crave. They have Doctor Who, and we haven't watched the most recent season. So uh, we're watching that right now. So yeah, darn it. I would be curious from our listeners if they've canceled a service once a new season of Star Trek has ended. I have never canceled CBS All Access because I just kind of wanted it there in case I wanted to rewatch and episode discovery or Picard or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing is in a lot of cases, that's our only access to the library of shows that have just recently come out. Like I have season one of Picard on Blu-ray, but if I want to watch anything from season three of discovery, there's no way to do that other than over crave for me. So, you know, that's another reason that I've been hesitant to cancel it, even if we were caught up on Doctor Who. So that's a good point as well. Well, I also am a big fan of Survivor. And so with CBS All Access, I was getting new episodes of Survivor and I subscribe to the commercial free. So I pay more to have no commercials. Mm. And mm -hmm. yes, I could record Survivor. I have a DVR. I can fast forward through the commercials. But I just prefer just going to CBS All Access and there's Survivor. And I just click and I don't have to, it just plays all the way through. I don't have to fast forward. You know, I just, I don't know. I just prefer it that way. And they'll have additional clips in there. I, uh, I'm i kind of stuck with Paramount Plus. Well, we'll definitely, I'll, I'll definitely rely on you both as someone who's in the industry and as someone who's a subscriber to Paramount Plus when it changes over in March to kind of get a firsthand report of what that service is like. I'm kind of curious to see that. Uh, but like I said, right now there's no Star Trek actively airing. However, there is Star Trek that is actively being shot or very close to being shot, at least in some cases. Uh, it appears that production on Star Trek Strange New Worlds is imminent if it's not happening already because, and we can thank social media for this, several of the stars and people involved in the Strange New Worlds production are now in Toronto in Canada. So it looks like they're gearing up. We don't have an exact date, but Ethan Peck, for one, has been posting Instagram photos from Toronto. And when asked if he was there to shoot Star Trek, he replied with a winky smiley. So... <laughs> breaking news there folks ethan winks when asked about filming star trek right now yeah yeah i mean the fact that he is posting from toronto and he doesn't live in toronto 
then it means that, yeah, I mean, he's not just there on vacation to enjoy the snow. <laughs> no, given the, the, the harsh COVID-19 travel restrictions and the fact that the Canadian border is closed to people traveling from the U.S., unless it's for work or something like that, non-essential purposes, uh, he's definitely not there on vacation. <laughs> no. So it just makes me wonder if they're already filming or just gearing up to film then when will we get Strange New Worlds? You know, would it be at the end of this year? Maybe that's a little too soon. My guess is we won't get it before 2022. That's just a guess, but I, I think it'll be next year sometime. The fact that everyone's there in Toronto, it seems they're gearing up at least. I'm eager for any kind of news about behind-the-scenes stuff on Strange New Worlds because really, if you think about it, all we know about the show is the basic premise being on Pike's Enterprise and the three main stars, Anson Mount, Rebecca Romaine, and Ethan Peck. And at this point in Discovery's gearing up, like we had all these guest star names, we had shots of set construction and you know, all this different stuff. And it's been really quiet from Strange New Worlds. So, you know, I'm I'm just eager to learn every little piece of background information we can. No, I am too. I'm, I'm just, because it makes it feel real. You know, it's like happening mm -hmm. and we're getting little bits of information. And so we know, oh, it's really happening. You know, it's, I mean, they're there now, but we haven't been told, yes, yes, they definitely are filming. I mean, why even do the little wink? Why can't you, we already know the show's coming. We already know who's, they're going to be in it. Why not just say, yeah, we're getting ready to film? Like, <laughs> what, they're afraid we're all going to go up there and crash the party if we know they're filming? <laughs> I mean, it's like, who cares? But here's what I would be doing if I were Paramount Plus. I'm switching my gears to saying Paramount Plus from now on here. I would go in and say, okay, guys, look, we probably won't have these shows done in time for this year. It'll be in 22. But this is what I want to do. Let's go ahead and do some short treks so that we can quickly get those into production and then put them in post and then get them released this year as teasers of the new series that's coming and introduce some of the new characters that are coming. So that will really create hype around the show. So by the time we get to 22, people are already hyped about it because they've seen some of the new characters. There's little hints of things to come. And you can quickly turn those around fast because we've got a hole right now. In new Star Trek, we know Prodigy's coming at some point. We know Lower Decks is coming at some point. But I don't think we're really expecting anything from Discovery or Picard until the earliest late this year. So why don't, you know, let's get something up out sometime maybe this summer or fall. Well, speaking of Star Trek Picard, and it's funny you mentioned the secrecy behind all of this. There was a tweet or an Instagram post, I can't remember which, by the new showrunner of Star Trek Picard, who's taken over from Michael Chabon, and it was immediately taken down. Basically, he was saying like, oh, we've started filming Picard, and I guess the powers that be made him take it down. So it's funny that they're so secretive about behind-the-scenes stuff. However, there was also an Instagram post by Michelle Hurd, who plays Raffi on Picard, a picture of her kind of binder with a face mask, and it says Raffi, Michelle Hurd on it with the caption back to work and it feels so good. Uh, that post is still up. So yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is, is the, is the showrunner self-policing? Is there a reason that was taken down? 
was there something in that photo maybe that I, I didn't see anything that was giving anything away. So yeah, I have no idea what the reasoning behind some of the secrecy is, but we do know thanks to these posts that Star Trek Picard is now filming. They are in front of cameras in California. So really excited about that and good to see them back at work now. I'm I'm sitting here thinking that I don't think it's so much a secret. I mean, it is in a sense, but you know, why the secret? You know, so what, you know, why can't you just say we're filming? But I think it's because you've got your PR department and your PR department has already put on the calendar when they want to make the announcement and we have an investors call coming up. That's when they, you know, they're going to say that's when we're going to make the announcement. So don't, you know, don't do it now because we are in charge of making the announcement. And so it's not so much a secret, just when they want to say it. Because I remember when Discovery Season 3 went into production and we were talking about, hey, it sounds like they're there and we've seen signs saying cast and crew this way. you know. And then it was like two weeks later, they made this big announcement. Oh, we're filming. And we're like, yeah, we kind of knew that. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense. The PR department doesn't want the wind taken out of their sails. They want to control the narrative, as they say. And like you say, there's that that Investor's Day call coming up. So that makes a lot of sense that maybe any kind of announcements they'll want to save for that or shortly thereafter or something like that. So Yeah, because they want to have the opportunity to say, hey, we have new Star Trek coming to the service. We are pleased to announce today that we are in production on Picard season two and the new series Strange New Worlds. And you know, they want the press to like gobble that up and put the out in the press releases and you know, as opposed to everybody's like, yeah, we already know that. Well, speaking of big news This was a weird piece of news that came across the desk in the last few days. Billy Campbell, who you may remember from the Star Trek The Next Generation Season 2 episode of The Outrageous Okana, is apparently reprising his character, according to him, on the show Star Trek Prodigy, so in animated form. And I mean, I don't know about you, Bruce, but like, I have been waiting years for Okana to return to the Star Trek universe. He is a character that so many fans just have invested so much love, time, and energy in. I just, I'm so thrilled. Really? Okana? <laughs> <laughs> Was anybody really clamoring for this guy to come back? (laughs) I was starting to sit here thinking, wait, is he being serious? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't care. Any character that's been in Star Trek at some point that reappears, I think is pretty cool. As long as it's not overdone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, I think this is pretty cool. Like, let's reach back into these crazy legacy characters and bring them forward. I'm all for it. You know, this is a surprising piece of news and kind of fun. What's kind of funny is in the, this was learned through a, an interview with him on the comic book central podcast. And he's talking about coming back as captain O'Connor talking about how uh, it's super funny. So this is the quote. He says, it's super funny. I come on basically to, and I'm kind of schleppy and roguish, but just kind of disgusting in a way. And whoever the female character is just sort of goes over the moon for me, much to the chagrin of the lead male character. Now this, he would know better than me. And he calls it out by name several times, Star Trek prodigy that he's on. This sounds like lower decks to me though. I don't know. Like, 
what do you think of that? Like that sounds like he could be talking about Mariner and Boimler, but he does say Star Trek prodigy. And to be fair, we don't know anything about Star Trek prodigy and the characters there, except Kate Mulgrew as Janeway. So it could be prodigy. It could be, but I, I kind of see what you're saying here. I mean, he could be confused, especially, you know, he's brought in for maybe a day to read something and they're talking about Lower Decks and they have this new anime thing called Prodigy and he's heard of Prodigy. And for some reason, just in his head, he's thinking it's, oh, it's that show. uh, What's it called? Oh, Prodigy. I think that's what they told me it's called. (laughs) You know, I mean, we're all tuned into Star Trek. He he could be going in and go like, I don't even know what all this is. They're doing animated Star Trek stuff. Oh, okay. They want me to read some. Oh, yeah, sure. My agent called me in and told me to show up and. You know, I mean, it does sound like Lower Decks, kind of that tone, the material. It it really does. Mm. It feels like that would be a move that Mike McMahon would make, would be like, let's bring in O'Connor. <laughs> right. <laughs> that just sounds like him, right? It sounds like something you would see in Lower Decks, but we don't know that much about Prodigy to know the style and the format of that, that it might make sense. I wasn't expecting something It might something totally like fit. Yeah. yeah I, it does sound like a a lower decks type of thing. So it would be interesting. Mm. Maybe Mike McMahon said to Billy Campbell, Hey, you know, uh, come on in and, and read for prodigy. And he's snickering. It's really lower decks, but he's got a big mouth and I don't want him to say it's lower decks. So we'll just tell him it's prodigy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for now I'll, I'll take him at his word. I mean, I I honestly have to believe he knows better than I do. So I'll take him at his word that he's on star Trek prodigy but I'm not going to be surprised if it turns out he actually shows up on Lower Decks. Or maybe he's going to be on both. Like, maybe 2021 will be the year of Captain O'Connor. <laughs> well, I'm yeah, I'm even just reading one of his quotes where he says, I think it's on Nickelodeon or somewhere. They're doing something called Star Trek Prodigy. It's And it's animated. It's a comedy. I mean, it's like, he's almost like, I yeah, I think it's this or something like it doesn't even sound that sure. And it to me, when I've heard about Star Trek Prodigy, and, and what little I've heard about it, it doesn't sound like it would be classified necessarily as a comedy. That was kind of, yeah, what, what, what twigged me onto thinking, like, this doesn't quite sound right. That said, like I said, we don't know a ton about Prodigy other than, like, the basic premise, right? So it could be. Maybe there's a more comedic element to it than we realize, so... Yeah, I don't know. And is he allowed to be talking about this? See, I mean... and that's the other thing <laughs> that I really wonder because, and, and Bruce, you and I know of another former Star Trek character who's coming back on one of the animated shows in the future that we won't talk about because we know that CBS has, has asked that that information not be shared on the podcast that this person originally announced that on. So how do they feel about Billy Campbell blabbing this? And we're talking freely about it because a lot of news outlets have carried this and it's out there. It's, it's widely known, but uh, yeah, I have to wonder if CBS is a little cheesed at Billy Campbell for blabbing here. Yeah. Because how many times have we've heard even, in our interviews with actors and said, Oh, I can't say anything. Um, I'm not allowed to say anything. I mean, we're just talking about production on two Star Trek series and we know the people that are going to be in it. They're going to be in it and they're, they can't say anything. Ethan Peck is winking. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And it's something we already know. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I can't imagine they, they're too pleased about this, but uh, I don't know. Well, Billy Campbell, maybe you did read, for Prodigy, 
and then you went on a podcast and talked too much, and now it's going to get cut. Oh, I hope not. That would be that would be <laughs> awful. Well, uh, we've talked a lot about Star Trek television shows in production, and we've joked in the past about how you know we we record these episodes a few days ahead of time, and then in between our recording and it coming out, there's probably some big piece of news that's going to like blow everything we set out of the water. I think this time around, that's almost guaranteed that very shortly after this podcast comes out, we're going to get some news that makes a lot of what we said, you know, less in the realm of, of hard news and more in just like this little pre-speculation stuff. Because as I mentioned at the top of the show, we have the Viacom CBS Investors Day live stream happening on Wednesday, February 24th. This episode comes out on the 23rd, so this is just the day after. And I wanted to spend a little bit of time just kind of speculating about what we might see that day. So, Bruce, first of all, did you watch the Disney Investors Day, uh, or at least parts of it, from a few weeks ago? Actually, from a few weeks ago? No, but I watched one a few months ago. Was it a few months ago already? It feels like it was. <laughs> I guess it, time in the time of COVID is so... <laughs> malleable to me it feels like it was just a few weeks ago but i think you're right it was back uh back in maybe november is that right or october it was quite a while ago now yeah it was i I don't remember the exact month but yeah it, it was somewhere around that time it was a few months ago but yeah i did watch it i watched it live but unfortunately there were times that they would go to say oh and here's a quick look at what you'll see in this show and then for us who aren't investors we just watched like a slate with a clock counting down or something like that <laughs> so exciting so exciting <laughs> well yeah so this investors day from viacom cbs i have to imagine it's not going to be on the level of that 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 was quite a crazy event but there is a live stream of this, and I'll have a link to the page where it will apparently be streaming in the show notes. However, I'm not sure, you know, who can watch this, who's able to watch this. It's billed as a, an investor's streaming event, but I don't know if this will be available to the general public or if, like you say, there'll be just maybe sections that are hidden, but you can see the overall presentation. I'm not sure. I think I think maybe you'll be able to see sections of it or something. And maybe video will be blocked out. But I don't know. You know, I was telling Dan before the show started that my company does own TV stations affiliated with CBS. So I may be calling our CBS rep to see if I can get in to see the full thing. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. And I mean, full disclosure to everyone out there, I am a Viacom CBS investor. I have one share in Viacom CBS right now. Uh, so, you know, can I watch the whole thing? Also, keep in mind, I'm not a financial advisor. I'm not telling people to buy stocks. There's legal trouble involved in that. I'm not doing that. I'm just saying, no. like... Am I technically an investor in Viacom CBS? You bought a share. It's not really a share that you bought. It's your ticket. You <laughs> felt like you bought a ticket for the investor call. There you go. There you go. I did not have that in mind when I bought that, by the way. But <laughs> <laughs> No, but I did look back. The Disney investor call was on December 10th. Oh, okay. So not an insane amount of time ago. Anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> with regards to the Viacom CBS Investors Day thing, 
I'm really curious as to what they're going to be talking about. And of course, it's not going to all be Star Trek. Viacom CBS has their hands in a lot of different properties and, and plots and stuff like that. We do know that in 2021, there are five Star Trek series in production during 2021. So I have to imagine that's going to be a large part. And of course, shortly after this, we get the changeover to Paramount Plus and I, you know, Star Trek's a huge part of that. So in 2021, we have Strange New Worlds, Lower Decks, Prodigy, Discovery, and Picard all filming or being produced. So I don't know. What do you expect we might hear in this Investor's Day? As I said earlier, I think we'll hear, hey, these shows are in production. Woo! Yay! I think we will hear a date for Prodigy. I'm almost guaranteeing that we will get a, a date. If not a, if not an exact date, then a season like this summer, this fall, something like that. I, I think we're going to hear something on that. I'm trying to think of, though, this is Viacom CBS, so maybe I don't think we're going to hear about a Star Trek theatrical production that's being greenlit, but it's possible. That would be interesting. I mean, this is the um, they're all under that same umbrella now, so it's very possible. I think this is mainly going to be a Paramount Plus call. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's the big focus. They did a lot of promotion during the Super Bowl. You know, for example, Discovery Plus launched fairly recently. If you watch, for example, HGTV, which Discovery owns, you can't watch that channel without seeing promotions for Discovery Plus. I'm not Discovery Plus. Yeah, Discovery Plus throughout. You know, you're watching the show. It's there on the bottom of the screen, pumping up every once in a while. Discovery Plus, get more of this on Discovery Plus. Then there's promo spots in between with the commercials and stuff. So, yeah, I think it's going to be that Star Trek related. Yeah, I think we're going to get a date on Prodigy. Yeah, I could see getting a date on Prodigy, maybe a date on Lower Decks. We know both of those are planned to come this year. So that would be really good. Going to kind of the more outlandish, more big dream type ideas. I'm curious if there's going to be a mention. The I'm sure there will be a mention, but I also wonder if there'll be a little bit more information about Section 31. We know they've been including that more and more in their press materials, just indicating that it still exists. But I wonder if there'll be more of a plan laid out, maybe not for the general public, but for the investors as to what's going on with that. Yeah, I wonder about Section 31. I would love to have an update on that. Maybe we'll get that on this. I know what would really blow me away, and I think most Star Trek fans, and that is if they announce a Star Trek series or even a movie for Paramount Plus or miniseries, whatever, that is nowhere on our radars. Something completely different and new that we're like, what? And it stars someone from past Star Trek and they walk out on stage. Avery Brooks, William Shatner. I mean, just somebody where you're like, I did not see that coming. Never expected to see that person walk out. Okay, well, that brings me to my next thing that I wanted to talk about with regards to this event. We do know that, according to Alex Kurtzman a few months back, there is another Star Trek series on the books being planned that has not yet been talked about. And the way we know this is there was a presentation he was giving and he said there are still two new Star Trek series coming that have never been mentioned, never been talked about, still are not in the public consciousness. Shortly after that is when Strange New Worlds was announced. So that's one of them. 
the other one we still have no idea about. And he was very clear because in that speech, he also did mention Section 31. So that is not included in those two. So there is a project, at least one out there, that the public knows nothing about. Or if it does, it's just some rumor that may have been you know, mentioned or whatever. So I think it would be really cool if that was part of the announcement in this investors event. Wow. Uh, really could be. Uh, I forgot about that, what you just mentioned. So now it makes me really think we could see something like that. Again, if I were Viacom CBS and I'm launching Paramount Plus, you know, in the promos, we did see Pike and Spock. And I think they were relying on people's familiarity with seeing those uniforms and seeing Spock. And I bet there's general public people that saw Pike and thought it was the new Kirk, you know. <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me as much as they're banking on Paramount Plus that, you know, a Section 31 show isn't going to bring that many people in. You know, it's going to hold on to the, the Trekkies like us and our prodigy is not going to really bring people in. But you know what? A show with, I know it sounds ridiculous, but William Shatner back as Kirk is really going to get a lot of attention from people. Well, another thing, and I've been really hesitant to bring this up because it is very, very much a rumor from not very reputable places and that kind of thing. But we've been seeing these rumblings and I'm going to mention here, I don't want to give this weight. I don't want to put my voice behind this saying like, oh, I think this is happening because I'm really unconvinced. But we've been seeing rumblings about Scott Bakula and Archer. And there's been a couple little things that have lined up. We heard this rumor that CBS was looking at bringing him back as Archer. Again, huge rumor, not endorsing that rumor or anything like that. But then shortly thereafter, we found out that his NCIS show was finishing after the current season, meaning his schedules opened up. I don't know. That would be a pretty cool announcement. Again, I don't know how big of a draw that would be, but we do know there are a lot of enterprise fans out there that have found the series after it, you know, went off the air and, and have come around to really enjoying it much more so than people who watched it at the time. So I don't know. We've, we've, we're bringing back Picard. We're bringing back Janeway, bringing back Archer doesn't seem as outlandish as it would have a few years ago. So you never know. It could be something like that. And with the name Scott Bakula, you know, it's That's enough true. of a star there to bring people in, especially like you said, his series on NCIS, very popular in that franchise. That's staying within the CBS family. You know, it's it's possible that we could see a President Archer type of situation. And the reason I say situation is I'm not saying it's a it would be a President Archer series. It could be a series about the founding of the Federation or something in the early days of the Federation that the lead character is Archer. I mean, I'd watch it, obviously. I'd be I'd be all for that. I'd be pretty thrilled. I think Enterprise doesn't get the love that it deserves. I, I I'd be definitely thrilled to see a return of that. So I, I get the feeling that by the time most people listen to this episode, all of these questions will have been answered. So I don't know. I guess people listening can rate us on how accurate we were or how far off we were. I, I'm really curious to see how this all turns out. But then again, I look back at this article from Review Geek, and there's a whole list of shows. So somehow there's a list out there, and the things that we're talking about are not on here. 
You know, we, mm-hmm. we joked around about the SpongeBob movies and, and such in the series, but, you know, there's a reboot of iCarly. There's a new Flashdance TV series. I mean, there's just, you know, Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies, obviously tied into the musical. I mean, there's just all kinds of things listed here. There's nothing here that hints at an unknown Star Trek series. Like you say, it might be that they're keeping it tightly under wraps and they want to control the narrative or maybe it's all smoke and mirrors and it's something that's not even close to being ready to be talked about yet. So I don't know. I feel like it's the kind of thing that if they do have something brewing, that would be the kind of thing that would be hidden from the general public and like the investors will know about it. And maybe we'll get some hints and leaks over the next however many weeks and months, but we won't see any kind of official discussion about it yet. My prediction is we will not hear about a new series like that. I think also because they may not want to go to the investors and talk about too many Star Trek series, you know, just focus on, hey, we've got these things coming. I mean, we already have a lot coming up, you know, we've got a lot new Star Trek seasons and series that we already know about. I could see them saying, you know, and we have another series early in development for 2022-23, but not say anything more past that. I think definitely Section 31 will get a name drop at least and maybe a bit of information on when production is expected to start. Again, there is the specter of COVID hanging over everything right now that does, we're still feeling those ripple effects of that. And those will continue throughout 2021, I think as well. So it might be tough to give specific dates for a lot of this, even just thanks to that. So here's something I want to throw out as a wish, something like this. I would love to see that Giorgio goes back in time and joins section 31, but not necessarily when in the mid 22nd century or 23rd century. I know she's mere universe. I was just thinking earlier in the back of my head, if you were going to bring William Shatner as Kirk back, how would you do that? It's like, we'll bring him back as mere Kirk and somehow mm. connect that to the section 31 and Georgia being from the mere universe. Excellent. Well, as far as a prediction goes, that is much more uh, out there. I like it. I think it would be cool. I think Honestly. it'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, after all these years, William Shatner comes back as Kirk. Sign me up. I'm all for it. You know what? Viacom CBS, bring me into the fold. I'll be part of the team and we'll just brainstorm. I'll be part of their new story group for Star Trek. I love it. I love it. I would love to see that. Well, to everyone out there listening, like I said, by the time you listen to this, you'll probably know a lot more than we do about what's going on. But we'd still love for you to reach out to us with any ideas you have for future series or any thoughts on what will be revealed or what has been revealed at this investors event. You can reach us positivelytrek at gmail.com to talk to us directly via email. You can also tweet to us at positivelytrek on Twitter or even reach out to us on Instagram at positivelytrek there as well. And Bruce, where can people find you if they want to discuss all the fun ideas you have for William Shatner's return to the Star Trek universe? Oh, yeah, yeah. You can find me on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex or on Instagram at Admiral Rex, no underscore. And you can find me on Facebook, Bruce Gibson. And so you can even you know message me there. And of course, join us in our Positively Trek discussion group on Facebook. I'm also, you know, if you want to email me, you can you can email directly at admiral underscore rex 
at yahoo.com. Also, I'm on the Star Wars report coming up or this week. You should hear me on that. And I'm also on a recent episode of Literary Treks. So I'm going to do some occasional appearances for a little while just over there because, you know, I, I like talking about Star Trek books. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Kurtrats. That's K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. You can also find me on youtube.com slash Kurtrats Productions. You can also find me on Instagram. I'm at Kurtrats47 there. And check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash PositivelyTrek. If you want to help out the show, we'd really appreciate any support you can give us. But if you can't, no worries. This podcast is free and always will be. Thank you all so much for your support and your listening to our episodes. That is honestly the best way you can help us out. We'll see you in the next episode. Until then, as always, stay positive. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.